Welcome to Golden Hour, a podcast dedicated to spreading light. You'll hear stories and interviews from people who have taken difficult circumstances and made beauty and success out of it. Stories of resilience, love, grace, and hope. One of my favorite quotes, and a quote that inspired this podcast by Rupi Kaur, the world gives you so much pain, and here you are making gold out of it. There's nothing purer than that. I hope you enjoy and spread a little sunshine today. Hello, sunshine, and welcome to the Golden Hour podcast. It is me, Kimmy, your host. And I'm so excited to be here with one of my favorite people, Kia, today. Hi, Kia. Hi, Kimmy. How's it going? Pretty good, I think. I mean, <laughs> it is election week, or I should say election month, so things are going. <laughs> yes, for this is going to air a lot later, but we are actually recording the Thursday after election day. So hopefully you can rewind yourself into remembering what that Thursday felt like, because I know for us, it is stressful. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited to kind of take a break from all the stress and just talk with you about, you know, some life that we've been through and some experiences that we have. And um, you know, I talk a little bit about my, I don't like to live in the past, but I talk, you know, sometimes about my previous relationship and I think everything happens for a reason. And one of the best things that came out of that relationship for me was getting to know you and getting to become your friend. And, and I'm just really, really grateful that our paths crossed in that way and that we can, you know, stay in touch and everything. So with that being said, um, before I get too cheesy and emotional and talking about how much I love you, <laughs> we're going to do a little icebreaker if that's okay. Yeah, let's do it. So you are stranded on a desert island. What do you have with you if you can have one thing in your whole life, not including people? Your family's there. You don't have to worry about your family. So what item do you have with you? Ooh, this is hard. Um... I would say <laughs> a bottle of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> that is refilling. So on brand. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, that would be great. Like, that's like my ideal, like, vacation yeah. <laughs> is like being on an island with red wine. <laughs> Well, honestly, I didn't know where you were going to go with that. And that was the best answer you could have given. So <laughs> so with that, we've had a lot of wine together in our relationship. So yeah. I kind of would love for you to take us back into perhaps why, why we drink, you know, like why we, um, why we, uh, had the opportunity to indulge in those moments where we'd go to the French embassy and have, you know, rosé all day. Um, so let's talk a little bit about maybe how we even met and then kind of how your life has evolved around that and since that and through that. Okay. So, um, I remember meeting you, I think it was the night of my husband Lemire's white coat ceremony. And um, one of their classmates had like a little hangout at their house. Um, and so you were there and Keith was there because he was also in Lemire's class. And so 
we met and we bonded immediately, but then you Because I was out- obsessed with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I walked up and I was like, I know who you are. I've seen all your wedding pictures. I love you. <laughs> and then you were so bummed because I told you that I was currently living in Mississippi at the time. And I like wouldn't be moving to DC for like another nine months. And, um, but we kept in touch and we talked a little bit. And then when we reunited nine months later, like we were inseparable. <laughs> so I'm truly grateful for our friendship as well. Like it definitely got me through probably one of the hardest four years mm-hmm. of my life. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's how we met. Um, and so what was the other question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, what I, what I really value about us was that we did bond because our experience was really not fun. You know, like we both had partners who were in medical school at the time and um, that was just really hard for a lot of different reasons. And so I guess I wanted to kind of share what that experience was like with listeners because, you know, in the event that somebody's going through that same thing, like being the partner to somebody who's going through something really hard is really, it takes a lot. And so I think you do it with such grace. You're so good at it. And you're such a loving, beautiful wife. And Lamira is so, so, so lucky to have you. (laughs) Um, So I guess that's really kind of what I would love to hear your take on. Okay. So I feel like our journey was a little bit different in the beginning. So again, during his first year, I was in a whole different state. Like we were on two different sides of the country. I was way down south in Mississippi and he was in the Northeast and we were just having two totally different experiences. So the reason that I was in Mississippi was because I was completing my clinical clerkship of my second year of graduate school to Mm. become a biologist assistant. And so that meant I worked at the hospital every day, typically from eight to five, Monday through Friday. I was still considered a student. So I was also studying a lot. Um, and Lemire was doing the same. So Mississippi um, was kind of like, I would say a little bit of what I would call like the wilderness for me. Like I went there and when I moved there, I knew absolutely no one because my classmates were, we were spread all over the country. Um, I had to live there without my husband whom I lived with for a year before because we had got married one year before. And so I was kind of like readjusting to living by myself, being in this new city where I knew absolutely no one. And so that was hard in itself. Um, And then trying to like maintain a marriage at that, Mm. not just like a long distance relationship, but a long distance marriage was like crazy. And like a newlywed marriage, like, yeah. that was tough and that was first year so he was still getting adjusted and i was still getting adjusted and i think the thing that helped us the most during that time was our support system family and friends who like encouraged us all the time who prayed for us and then like just our willingness to prioritize each other and like actually make time to communicate and facetime and call and fall asleep on the phone like we were in high school again (laughs) so um so that was year one and so when we when I did move to DC which was year two 
um, we were able to kind of like get back into the swing of things. Like I remember during the first year, I kept joking, like everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna be like newlyweds again when I get back up there. And that lasted for like a week. (laughs) 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 And, but eventually like we were able to like get back into the swing of things, how we were like our first year. Um, And I know that like, there were some hard moments, you know, with all the exams and all the studying he had to do. I think I kind of had a slight advantage just because I was also in the field mm-hmm. of medicine and I understood how much he needed to study. And that's also one of the reasons that I fell for him when I did meet him because we met in undergrad and we were lab partners and we were study partners. And that's like one of the things that attracted me to him was like how much he cared about his education. So Mm -hmm. I think like that helped me with him being like, I got to study for this. I got to take time to do that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. I'll be okay. Like it was hard when he had to miss out on some events, you know, like Mm -hmm. he had to miss friends weddings or small group meetings from church, or we had to, you know, not be able to travel for some holidays. And like, Mm -hmm. sure, those times were hard, but in the end, like, we were still able to kind of like have fun and do our own thing at some point. And I think we came out of it like stronger than ever. So um, although there were hard moments and there still continues to be hard moments, residency <laughs> is like medical school on steroids. Residency <laughs> is like the actual worst. I thought, I thought med school was hard. <laughs> I know, but like residency med is- school is easy. <laughs> Like, especially when you like throw a kid in the mix. So it's just like, it's yes. still it's like something that we're learning to get through every day. Yeah. So. And you guys were far from your family, right? So your family, um, yeah. you know, My- you guys were up in DC with, with me um, yeah. and your family wasn't really close by. Yeah. Like we have my, my mom's sister, my aunt, she lived in Bowie. And so we would go there occasionally probably like every other Sunday we would see her and she would cook dinner for us which is really nice um but my parents were well still are in South Florida my sister was in Florida and all of Lemire's family was in New Jersey or in Florida so basically (laughs) we were apart (laughs) from a lot of people yeah Um, but we made it through and now I'm grateful that we are in Florida and we do have family and you know we have our support system to kind of help us get through this residency thing especially now that we've got Titan so yeah yeah for those listening um they made it through their beautiful medical journey and then Lemire matched into Florida in a residency program so now they're back with their family But one thing that kind of stands out to me and why I think we were able to get as close as we did is because, you know, I was far from family too. And it is, it can feel very like alone and isolating. And so me just being who I am was like, we're going to create a group and we're all going to go to brunch. (laughs) We are the partners of practitioners. You know, like if you are a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, a fiance, a best friend, whoever you are and your person is in medical school, like come hang out with us and take your mind off things. Um, And so I feel like we kind of created a family um, for ourselves. And one thing I really want to appreciate about like Howard is I think Howard does a great job. Howard University does a great job at cultivating 
community. And I think that, you know, even the class themselves, they're like family and then they treated us as like extensions of the family. And I, you know, I never felt like, I never felt like left out in that way. Um, even as my situation changed, you know, even as I technically was not part of the family anymore, I still felt like I was, you know, and I still like people still like reached out and, and were there. So I think that's one thing I really, really appreciate. So, so now you've got a beautiful son and you have a beautiful family that's in Florida. Um, so what are some things that you guys are facing, you know, now with residency and, and growing your family? Like how, how are you kind of uh, navigating through this new chapter of your life? So right now we've recently moved out of my parents place so we stayed with them pretty much for about a year um so Lemire's first year of residency we were living with my parents which was amazing you know yeah. mom, dinners <laughs> and having you know help with a newborn like i couldn't ask for anything more um but now that we've recently transitioned and we've got our own place now we're still trying to like you know set our own atmosphere in the condo and set our own schedules and you know readjust our goals for the day because you know now like I'm doing all the cleaning and all the cooking and you know what I mean so that is something that I'm trying to get adjusted to on top of working part-time now and being pregnant, like it's just been <laughs> insane. So it's like you got a lot going on, girl. <laughs> I have a lot going on. Um, so we have a we have a baby coming in February. So I'm like halfway, well, a little bit more than halfway there, and um, it's hard. My energy levels have dropped dramatically, you know, and this pregnancy is definitely different because I have a toddler. So like, it's not as, you know, easy as it was last time. So like, I'm like sneaking caffeine here or there. And <laughs> I was going like, to say, I, nobody can see you, but your shirt says, okay, but first coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm trying it. not to drink coffee. I've just been like getting like teas and stuff. Mm -hmm. um like Lemire has like two things he like approves on the Starbucks menu for me <laughs> he's my actual doctor um, <laughs> like my OB my family physician like he's everything <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm often drinking London fog tea lattes just to like get through the days because it's it's just crazy um but Lemire and I have been doing these like they're called one minute devotionals mm -hmm. and only because we used to do larger and longer devotionals um, before, like in our, like previously in our marriage and those helped us out so much. But when we had Titan, like during our first year, like we were never doing devotionals. Like it was rare that we were finding time to pray together. And like, it was just getting a little bit frustrating because we weren't really like fully communicating with each other like we were communicating about Titan but we weren't like like bonding how we usually do mm -hmm. and so Lemire is the problem solver and everything <laughs> and so he found this thing on Amazon literally called the one minute devotional I think it's by Gary Chapman the same guy who wrote the five love languages 
-hmm. And so he's like, look, we have no excuse. Like these devotionals take one minute to do. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy that he found that because now we do it like every day. And I mean, they take more than one minute because we get so excited about what we're talking about. And like that time is so crucial for us. Like, even if it's like 10 to 15 minutes, like we feel like we spent hours together and our day just like goes so much better. So we do them in the morning to kind of like set the tone for the day. And it's just been like amazing. So it's been able to like help us like plan together and like budget together and like just not like go in as if you're like going to war, like we just get excited about being able to spend that time together now. So it's yeah, I love that. I'm gonna have to buy that. That's such a good idea. Um, because you know, with just with life, you know, it's so easy to say that you just get you get so busy and so much comes up and there's so many excuses. But like you just like you said, you have to be intentional. And one thing that I've always admired about you guys is your faith and like you guys radiate the love of Christ in your marriage as individuals, just in your joy that you have for life. And that's one thing that really attracted me to you because, um, you know, that's something that I really value and I, I hope to do also and like want to be also. And, you know, literally the first time I saw you, that's why I was like, I love you, you know, because I'm like, I want to be around you all the time. Um, so how do you, how do you feel like that has your faith? How do you feel like that has played a role in, where you guys have gotten and what you've gone through and like where you are today. So my faith story, or should I say like my God story kind of mainly came about when I was in Mississippi. Um, Like I grew up in a traditional Christian home, always went to church on Sundays as a kid, like in the youth choir, you know, vacation Bible school, Sunday school, every Sunday. And I grew up in a traditional like Baptist church. So when I went off to college, I would go to church occasionally to a Baptist church. And even during our first year of marriage, we would go to a traditional like black Baptist church. And so when I moved to Mississippi, I thought like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. Going to find like a local like black Baptist church. And um I actually ended up finding something completely different. And when I was in Mississippi, I found um, a more contemporary church. It was multicultural, multi-generational. And honestly, it just like changed my life. I became very involved. And like I said, like Mississippi was kind of like my wilderness. And I feel like it was God's way of like, pulling me away from everything and just like making me like just spend time with him. Mm. Like I spent so much time talking to God that year that I heard so much from him about like what my future was going to look like. And that was just so calming for me. And, you know, like I came about the scripture when I was there, it was first Peter, um, first Peter chapter one, six through seven. And I think, let me just like pull it up here and it's going to read a few sentences. So it says, so be truly, so be truly glad 
There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine and it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. And that makes me want to cry. <laughs> like, like, really? My, <laughs> my faith literally just like exploded that that year. And I was able to take that back into my marriage and it just kind of like changed the game. And I think it, you know, my faith was able to like spill over into Lemire and like, we've just been able to kind of like keep God in the center of our marriage. And we realized that like, it's not about us getting closer to each other. Like that's not gonna get us closer to God. Like getting closer to God individually is what's going to get us closer to each other. And so um, like this whole thing, like I just like always look back on our story, like these, we've been married for what, like over six years now. Wow. And I know it's, it goes <laughs> fast. <laughs> and honestly, like we truly could not do it without God. Um, like it has just changed everything because even though I grew up Christian and understanding, you know, how I was supposed to be living, I feel like I didn't really necessarily get the relationship I needed with God until I got to Mississippi where all I had was him. And there were times where all I could talk to was him. Like I was living in a teeny tiny one bedroom apartment, literally 500 square feet. I had a blow up couch in my living room, like, <laughs> you, <laughs> know, bean bag, you know, <laughs> it was just like, and I couldn't talk to Lemire all the time because he was in DC and my family was in Florida. And like, so a lot of the nights, like, it was just like, like, I just talked to him, like how I'm talking to you, you know, mm -hmm. and like hearing from him, it's just kind of like made him more real to me. Mm -hmm. Because before I was looking to him, like, you know, like they say, like, oh, you should fear God. But I didn't, I, before Mississippi, I thought, like, I should fear God because, like, wow, like, he is the creator of everything. And, like, he can strike me down if he wants to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, actual fear, like, afraid. Actual <laughs> fear of God, you know, like, but it's just so much more different when you have that, like, relationship with him. And it's just, it's been a game changer, so. That was just so <laughs> powerful. And I feel like that scripture, I needed to hear that today. So I'm really, I kind of want you to read it again. It was just so good. <laughs> it's gotten me through so much. Like when I, got, when I learned that scripture in Mississippi, I made it like my phone screensaver just so I can see it all the time. So it's First Peter chapter one, verses six through seven. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. Mm. It's so good. And it's like the fact it. that this is like the golden hour, like any, like, and like the fact that we're going through everything we're going through, like in the yeah. world right now, like that just, yeah. When you first read it, I'm serious that like tears it's, were in my eyes. It's such a reminder that like, 
tough times are temporary. Like it was a reminder for me, like when I was in Mississippi, like this is temporary. Like you're going to be able to be back with your husband again. And like, so when I got up there, I was like, you know what? Medical school is temporary. There's going mm-hmm. to be trials. There's joy ahead. He's going to match for residency. Now it's like, okay, yeah. residency. This is residency. <laughs> yeah, it's temporary. <laughs> you know, like we're going to get through this. There's I'm joy. I'm pregnant. Ahead. This is temporary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I just feel like that's just how life is. You go through so many seasons, some good, some bad, but like, you just have to like keep the faith, like God oh. rewards faithfulness. And I feel yeah. like the blessings that I've experienced in my life has been because I've been able to like be faithful and God is faithful. Like he rewards mm-hmm. people who have been faithful to him. Mm. That's how mm. Kia, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel it, it's so good because I was just literally doing my devotion this morning and reminding myself, like, this is temporary. Everything's temporary, honestly. But, like, yeah. the joy of God is forever. And, like, that's what I'm after. You know, that's what I'm after is, like, that peace that endures forever because everything else is just accessory. You know, everything else is temporary. And 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 I'm glad I get to experience it because it makes me a better person and a better follower and a better friend and a better daughter and a better, you know, future, everything. But, um, that was such a good message. Thank you. I feel like I just went to church. (laughs) Um, so somehow as always, our time is, uh, quickly coming to an end. But why don't you talk a little bit about maybe some like learning lessons that you've gathered along the way? You know, obviously, like you've said, you know, my my relationships have evolved, but I'm, you know, current my current partners in residency. So I understand like the pain of that. And, and I recognize, you know, it's temporary and one day, like it'll be a much different, I don't know if better, but different experience. Um, so what, yeah, what's gotten you, gotten you through? What's getting you through? Um. I would say what's getting me through is just time for self-reflection. Just kind of like reviewing like my own goals and like my own dreams that I have because, you know, Lemire, like in residency, he's still thinking of like, what's my next step? Like, I am going to have to be looking for a job soon. What do I want to be doing every day? And so, I, although I have been established in my career for some time, I do have other goals and dreams outside of that career Mm -hmm. in regards to like doing nonprofit work and like, how can I get involved with my community and how can I help my community? And I think that, you know, God's blessed me with other gifts and talents aside from just what is involved with my career. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing some time I've been taking some time to self-reflect and that also requires time to talk to God and to hear from him. And so that is what has been getting me through is just like listening to his instructions and his direction and also sharing this with Lemire because he is the person who holds me accountable for like achieving my goals and dreams, you know? So that's pretty much what I've been doing lately. 
and also trying to figure like asking God like how am I supposed to do this when my <laughs> toddler is here and I have another one on the way like how are we going to do this Lord <laughs> like yep. I, tell me <laughs> make it make sense <laughs> <laughs> So that's where I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't even imagine, Kia, honestly, having to take care of yourself right now is hard enough. (laughs) Having to take care of a medical resident is hard enough. Having to take care of a baby and then another, I, yeah, I, I, I admire you. (laughs) It's, it's so crazy just to think about, like, but. I'm excited. And I know that like, yeah, this is going to be a crazy year because I'm going to have two under two, but I am excited because I know that that like, they'll be able to grow up and be close to one another. And like, we can actually like be able to enjoy lots of like fun activities when they're like close in age. So I just Mm -hmm. like keep telling myself that like, it's okay. Like just lose sleep for another year. Everything's Well, and honestly, like they have the best parents in the world. Like they, I said this to you the other day when you were talking about being nervous and whatever, your children have the best role models I could ever think of. I mean, I want to be your child. Please adopt me. You know, (laughs) Um, you guys are just so you can, the love that you have for, for Christ and for each other is palpable. And it's something that like, people admire I, I admire and I know that your kids are just going to just radiate joy I mean your little one right now like I've never even met him and I can feel his joy through the computer you know like I can feel his joy through the Instagram filter like he is just so joyful and um I think that just really speaks to to you and your heart and Lemire and his heart and y'all's hearts together so he teaches me so many lessons I believe like- it I have been able to really appreciate God's love for me now that I have him. Like (laughs) the things that I go through, (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God, God is like, this is what, this is what you feel like when I'm (laughs) not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, (laughs) you know, but you still love me and I still love him, you know, like he might drive me crazy or might not listen to me when I say no or like, but it's just like, I still just want to like snuggle him and love on him all the time. And it's like, wow, like that has just been like, that's been like the greatest revolution since having a kid. Like I just feel so loved by God. Like it's crazy what he deals with, with me. (laughs) And you're one of the good ones, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine all, all, he's doing that for a lot of, he's got a lot of two under twos, you know? (laughs) Yes. For sure, for sure. It's definitely made me more patient and like just more gracious, like more forgiving and just like, just laugh. Like, I just feel like God's laughing at me all the time. (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) Like, I'm happy that he has like a good sense of humor. Like, it's it's crazy. So that's been like a great revolution for me. That's amazing. What would you... I give as like advice to your younger self, like Kia six years ago, like what would you say to her? Six years ago, there's so many things. Um, well, six years ago is when I got married. 
And I thought that like everything was going to be great and I was going to be like a real adult and be able to like spend all the money I wanted to. And then like, Lemire was like, okay, let's start this budget. And I'm just like, what budget? Like, what is a budget? You know, like, <laughs> what is a budget? And I just wish that my younger self would have probably learned how to manage money a little bit better. Um, I'm so much better now, like you can ask Lemire, but that like transitioning into that was hard. Like, because you, when you're in college, you know, like your parents are giving you allowance, you've got student loans and you're just like blowing it on whatever you want to, mm-hmm. like eating out all the time and buying whatever you want. And then, then you're realizing, oh, like I have to share this money with someone like <laughs> it's crazy. And he's telling me what to do with it, you know, and we, and we got to pay bills. What? <laughs> and in our first year of marriage like we had two light bills two water bills two rents like it was just insane so um yeah that was that was pretty crazy so I would tell my younger self like let's be a little bit more wise with our money (laughs) and now looking ahead to your older self Kia at 50 years old what are you going to say to her 50-year-old Kia, I would say to, wow, this is hard. I would say to just keep having fun, like keep enjoying life. Like just because you're older, like doesn't mean that you're not able to still go after like your goals and your dreams like I feel like there's always something that God wants you to do if you're like still living on this earth you know like he has a purpose for you and so like don't get comfortable and you know 50 year old Kia won't have kids running around or will I I don't know (laughs) (laughs) who's to say (laughs) They would be much older. So it's like 50-year-old Kia, like, you know, just remember that there's still purpose for you. And I just want to be able to, like, be the mom who is going to continue, like, praying for her kids. Because I feel like my mom and my grandmother's prayers are what got me through a lot of days in my younger adult life like before I was really able to truly like get my own relationship with Christ and so the advice I would give myself is to stay prayerful you know pray for your children and then continue to like talk to God and hear what it is that he wants you to do because even if you're older like God can use you like he'll never stop using you like if you're on this earth so I love you (laughs) you're just the best (laughs) you're the best I I know I miss you too it's okay we'll plan our future um marathon run together yes please Kia Kia has always been a runner and I've never been a runner until now now I run (laughs) and I think of Kia because she was always like just keep going it gets better I'm like no it doesn't it's terrible (laughs) 
but now I understand. <laughs> it's so good. But now, like, I haven't been running lately. I've been, like, obsessed with these virtual workouts that I do mm-hmm. that have, like, changed my life. They're so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, COVID has brought us some good things, like, like virtual workouts. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. And, like, I'm just, like, I don't know how I'm doing this pregnant. Because <laughs> you're but... amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, I don't even know if I should be doing some of these exercises. <laughs> Like, I hope everything's going to be okay. Just ask your doctor. Hey, Lemire. Uh. <laughs> and when he is here, he's like, take it easy. And I'm just like, okay, you got to back up. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like, this girl inside of me is going to be so strong because, like, I am, like, going hard. Like, I just want to make sure that, like, I have the energy to, like, get through the days and I have, like, a healthy pregnancy. So, that's been like right now. I love that. Well, Kia, did you have any other tips or advice or thoughts or comments you wanted to leave with us today before we conclude? Um, I would just say on your hard days, just remember the scripture that I was able to share. Like there's going to be joy ahead, even during this week that we're in right now with election week, like no matter the outcome, there's going to be joy ahead we just gotta like stay faithful and stay prayerful amen mm-hmm. kia how can people get in touch with you if they want to be your friend after realizing how incredible you are <laughs> um i guess you can find me on instagram my handle is kia bia so that's k-i-a-b-i-a 813 at Oh, that's not my email. <laughs> it's my email too. So I always like have to say that afterwards. Anyway, so it's at KiaVia813. You can find me on Instagram. If you have any questions, you can DM me. Um, so yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love you. And I'm so grateful that you joined us today and shared your heart and your scripture and your insights. I'm just very grateful to have you on this podcast, but mostly as my friend. Oh, thank you for having me. I miss our community time so much. Me too. I wish we were stranded on a desert island with red wine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hopefully one day soon. (laughs) Well, thank you again. Thank you to my listeners for being here. I hope that you got something good out of today. I know I definitely did, but we look forward to having you next time. Thanks for listening to Golden Hour, a podcast dedicated to sharing light. If you'd like to get in touch, you can contact me on Instagram at Kimmy Cantrell. That's K-I-M-M-I-C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L. I know previously there was an Instagram dedicated just solely to this podcast, but I really want people to follow along this journey in authenticity and transparency. So you can follow the journey alongside me at K-I-M-M-I-C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L. Or you can email me at KimmyCantrell1 at gmail.com. Thanks so much for following along, and we look forward to continuing to share light.